Welcome back, everybody. Another episode, another two series is back. We got Tom in the building. More importantly, sorry about that. Yeah, we got Bryce Griggs. Bryce, what's going on, my guy? Chilling. What's up, y'all? Chilling, chilling. I love it. So fill me in. Where you uh, where you at right now? What are you doing? What's life been like? Great. You know, I'm at the OTE building. You know, we just got out of practice today. I'm podcast with y'all right now. So what's up? All right, so for the, for the people who don't know Bryce, tell us about OT. What is that? Like, what is Overtime Elite for anyone that doesn't know? We haven't talked about it on here, actually. Y'all haven't? Nah. No, we haven't gotten into it, surprisingly enough. It's a new upcoming league for kids who want to take a pro route instead of college. And, you know, we've just been working. You know, we have school for kids who need to finish their credits, school. And then we have, you know, a great nutrition uh, person who cooks for us and then we have like practice like two times a day and we could come back to the, our practice arena and get up shots any time of the day what's uh what's an ote practice like because you guys got right coach ali is that right is that, that that the head coach yeah he's very intense you know he don't he don't play with us you know he be honest all practice but you know he's a great coach and um i feel like he expects the the bar is so high with him and that's why we like a great team, we haven't lost. Like we we lost a few games against you know inner squad, but we played like regular teams. We're so far ahead because his practices so intense. Jordan, you haven't met him, right, Coach Ali? He, I haven't yet. I haven't yet. Yeah, he was at UConn. I know that, and he's a hell of a coach. Uh, so Bryce, he's a yeller. Is he a little bit? He he barks a little bit. I feel like he yells at you, but if he don't talk to you, he don't really care. So. Nah, that's a good yeah, with point. The point guard, with the point guards, he be honest. Like, he be on me being a leader. He's got, like, unlimited energy, I feel like. I mean, he played in the NBA for, what, 13 years? Like, he, he yeah. gets it, obviously. And I think for these guys, like, I don't know. I, I watch their practice sometimes, and I'm like, damn. Like, he's on them. Like, he, you don't get to breathe for a second. Like, Bryce, how old are you, 17, 18? 18. It's like, uh, it's like, it's different level than probably than people are used to at that age. What 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 went into that decision? So obviously OTE is like a new, it's a startup essentially, right? I mean, you have no, the, you coming into this, you don't have years of OTE to look at and say, well, these guys went there, performed well, and now they're in the league. You nope. just made the jump. What, what went into that decision? Was it difficult? I'm assuming it was, but like, what did those conversations look like early on? Um, I talk, I, be, I was talking to my mom about it and she, I mean, she waved it off and, you know, Brandon had to come down and we talked and he watched me work out and he presented like the OTE, like facility, how it's going to be, how the nutrition staff going to be, how the HPD, you know, like the coaches, the teachers. So, I mean, we went from there and my mom, we loved it and kind of got started on the paperwork, but I mean, how he presented it was very well. We, like it'll be good for me instead of going to regular high school. Were you in like a good spot? Because obviously you were in high school in Houston, right? Like, did you feel like you were in a good spot before coming down here? Like, you you didn't need it. It was more like, oh, this is a cool opportunity, or was it like, were you looking for something different regardless? I feel like I was stable in Houston, but I feel like it wasn't really gonna keep getting me better. I mean, I was gonna keep getting better as an individual, but far as team wise, and you know, just learning new stuff, I feel like this is gonna help. Yeah, how do you think, how do you think OTE separates itself? I'm putting OTE on the on the burner right now, just really trying to pressure test it. 
how do you think OT separates itself from if you were to stay, you know, at your regular high school? Like, what's the biggest difference in your day-to-day -day life that, like, is, like, you don't get this anywhere but at OT? Kind of the schedule. Like, you just wake up and there's a schedule for you at a regular high school. You may work out in the morning at 7, then the next day volleyball may have the gym, so. <laughs> yeah. It's different stuff for you. Like, you're on schedule, so you have to wake up get COVID tested. It's just way different than high school. Jordan, Jordan, how's that compared to your schedule? Because like Jordan plays division one basketball at UNLV. Like is it is it more does that sound more like you have what you do now? No, hundred percent. And that's why it's cool hearing about this is Ali has that, you know, that whole ship running like a college essentially, right? You talking about the schedule being the difference. That is the biggest difference for me too. Sitting here at UNLV, like I can check my app right now. I got film at 345. I gotta be back over there 15 minutes early. After that, I got study hall and then it starts over tomorrow. I know what my eight, nine, 10 a.m. looks like. I mean, yeah, your, your uh, time management has to be a lot better uh, coming out of high school. So that's, that's cool to see. Uh, but let's, let's get right into how you guys have been doing. Cause coach Ali's got you guys hooping, uh, game one, you guys open up. I know you had some inner squad stuff. Let's talk about the vertical Academy game. You knew I was going to bring it up. Um, mm -hmm. obviously you and Mikey go head to head, you know, Mikey, is that right? There, there's history there. Yeah. That's like one of my, that's like my best friend, you know, he's a year younger than me. We always grew up watching each other and he was, I feel like I've I known him since Atlanta Cavs, since he was younger. He used to always try to dunk the ball in warm-ups. And I just remember him, you know, we we got cool around, like super cool around eighth, ninth grade, which has been cool ever since. What's Mikey like? What's Mikey like that people don't really maybe realize? Is he, is he that? Because he gives off, everybody's a little bit different, right? The persona you give off social media wise. What's mm -hmm. Mikey like behind the curtain? I mean, he's cool. He just be chilling, just be minding his own business. Cool dude, just happy. Goofy? Is he goofy? Yeah, goofy. yeah. Goofy, confident. Yep, yep. I got you. I got you. So you guys, you guys went at it, ended <clears> up, <throat> you hit the shot, correct? Yeah. Bring yeah. me through, bring me through the last uh last uh possession there. Talk to me. So essentially I had hit the shot before and going into that, he had he had missed the free throw. I knew he was gonna miss it. Only because it was so <laughs> loud in there, it was so loud. I said he's gonna miss it. And so um, I coach called a timeout. He said, run zipper. And you set the ball, you set the down screen. I come off and then I get a screen. But I didn't want to switch because he was going to be like, I wasn't guarding you. So I came off and there's a big dude guarding me. And I look up, it's like five seconds left. And I get to switch on him. And then all I see is like three seconds. And I was like, I got to shoot it. And essentially, I was, I was cramping like the whole like fourth quarter. And so I just shot it. And I had to like lean more to my left side because my left leg had more strength than my right leg because I was cramping. So I shot it and it went in. Then I was like hype. Yeah, I, I knew it was going in. That was that was sent to overtime, Jordan. Because yeah, they went to OT after that. Right, right. No, I know you guys were down three at that time. You might have to get you got that nutritionist down there. Sounds like we need some potassium supplements or something. Get oh, you we're, we're sponsored by Gatorade, so all we drink is Gatorade. Look oh, at there we go. The and podcast is it though. <laughs> I love it. Pay the bills, man. Pay the bills. I love it. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. So uh what's uh what's next for you guys? What's the, the outlook for OTE? I mean, we have an inner squad, you know, our league tomorrow for all three teams. I mean, it's kind of cool, but we feel it's weird, but it's not only because we play each other every day and 
kind of like the first little session, like Tuesday, we didn't take it serious because it was like we play each other all the time. But I mean, we got the feeling of it and it'll be more competitive, more, you know, we're going to get after it a little bit more. Yeah, because you guys don't practice as like separate teams right now, right? Everyone's together. So like they practice all 27 guys like on the same court, like bigs with and guards split up. They do different drill stuff and then yeah. all together to play against each other. And maybe I like ear hustling, watching our plays, like just say we have our own individual time. It's like they all be cheating. Like they'll just like <laughs> they go upstairs and practice on the show court. They'll be watching our plays. And like each uh team has like two HPD people. And just say like Adam, one of the head uh, HPD people, he's on, he's with Jay Gordon and John's team. And we have um who is it track and we have somebody else and Adam was downstairs watching us practice. I'm like, bro, go upstairs. Like he's just watching us practice. What's so up? Uh, what's HPD? Is that personal development? Yeah. It's health department, something like that. They, they just help us. Like if we get hurt, they have like stuff for us to do. And then like they have warm up. We go with, go and go with, go with them every time. Like we warm up in the morning, like for practice. Oh, I got you. So almost like athletic training staff. Yeah, I got you. You guys, you guys do like your practices are crazy intense when you go against each other because there are really your point guards. Like they go against other. Who are the other guards that you have to go up against every day in practice? And obviously, when you guys play inner squad too. But like, who are some of those other top guards that you go against? John, Jason. Yeah, that's about it. So like John, John's what a year older than you. He's about to get in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I just can't say he's supposed to be like a top 10 pick, maybe top 15 pick. What's it like going against him every day? Cause like you said, John, Montana, John, who else? Jay, Gort, but I was talking about John mostly. Like, Oh yeah. John, John. Like you go against him every day. Like is, do you learn stuff from him? Or are you guys just so competitive with each other? Or is it more like you guys are all helping each other out? Like we just competitive. We just trying to make the most out of it. Like we just trying to get each other better. Like, I mean, we help each other, but at the end of the day, we're just trying to compete. Like, we're all fighting for, like, you know, something to, you know, live by. We're just trying to, you know, compete, make each other better. So, yeah. So you you kind of mentioned real quick that there's so there's a billion dollar facility in OTE, and then there's 27 of you ranging from what 17 to 19 somewhere in there, right? Yeah, nobody's over 19. No one's over 19. You got 16 year olds there too, though, Jet. Yeah, yeah. 16 so, so to 19. 16 to 19. You take 27 of those guys and you just throw them in there. Like, what's living situation like? Like, what's day-to-day? Like, you guys run into each other. Is it one big 27-person family, but you all go out and, like, play other teams? Like, this is this is a little bit confusing. Fill me in on this. So, essentially, we have our own little hallway, like our own floor. And we'll just walk in each other's room. We just treat it like a family. We'll walk and take each other drinks. But I mean, we're all cool with each other. We, um, of course, everybody got their own little clique because everybody's ages are different. So, right. I mean, over time, they try to keep us around our age and we have all different curfews. But um, it's certain like restrictions for like kids who are younger and people who are older. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. We all be hanging around each other. And when it comes to games, you know, like, we all pick each other up. Like, we all support each other. We're playing against other teams. You know, we riding for them. I'm pretty sure you've seen that video of Combine. Like, to say if somebody else playing, like, we're going to. Right. 
like cheer each other on. But. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like Mac Irvin Fire and AAU. Anybody who's played Mac Irvin Fire, if you play their 17U team, you're playing their 15, their 14, 15, 16s. They're all right on the bench, right? Everybody, everybody's <laughs> a, a family. That the, that's just the Midwest coming out of me. I remember playing them guys, but uh, so but living situation wise, so like your day to day schedule, you got your room. Is it in OTE? Is it in the arena? No, it's it's around Atlantic Station. I got you. I got you. Is it, is it is it weird being away from home? Kinda. It's kind of the same though, but it's not like he's. I'm not saying it's like he's. You he's, miss your mom, Bryce. You miss your moms. You miss your moms. Yeah, I do. But All right, good. Houston, Houston isn't. Houston is way better than Atlanta. Houston's better than Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, well, I like Atlanta more is because OTE's building. And the people go. around it, like our staff and everybody. Hmm? But, but you mentioned Houston. I feel like you rep Houston harder than like anyone in the world. Specifically, yeah. like, I mean, I feel like you know a lot of people from there, but like Harden specifically, seeing you with him. Mm -hmm. well, what's that relationship like, you and James Harden? I mean, that's my guy. He's cool. You know, he, he's kind of like a mentor, but he's also like a guy that pulled me to the side and just wanted to like help me get better because he, he's seeing a future in me, like. Seeing I was next up out of Houston, so he kind of like dragged me and just like pulled me, and like really introduced me to like all the pros and just like you're gonna be here one day. So, I mean, I've seen a lot with him. We've been through a lot, and he helped me with a lot of stuff. How'd you guys first link up though? Like, did you have to reach out to him, or he saw you? Or how'd that happen? Um, I had played. It was a middle school tournament. I had like 50, 55, and then 64 and 72. <laughs> And then he had FaceTime me like before my game. He said, I'm pulling up. I was like, oh, snap, this is Harden. And then he was like, yeah, I'm pulling up. I was like, how'd you get my number? He was like, I'm pulling up, don't worry. <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm pulling up. So he pulled up, he said, I need 50. I said, all right, bet. So I gave him like 58 and then the game winner in eighth grade. And uh, after that, we just got cool. I started going to work out with him and you know, he just started like mentoring me. What's the biggest difference when you work out with James Harden that like, like the one thing that sticks out about him and his game? It's all like skills. Like it's not, his main focus is not just like dunking or um, running fast. He has like a pace and he does it well. And it's like, everything's so skilled and it's like precise, every move. And you gotta make shots with him. Like you gotta hit shots like, or you can't work out with him. Uh, you I one-on-one? Yeah, yeah, I played him one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, he, uh, he actually elbowed me, like, first time I had braces. Then my <laughs> bottom lip had got stuck in my braces. But I scored on him a few times. But after that, he locked in. He did what he did. But He took I, off. So you yeah, never beat him? Not yet. No. Is he the best guy you played against? Has to be, right? Yeah, he, he just doesn't miss. <laughs> does not miss at all. I feel like when you get to that level, you really don't miss. Like, especially in like practice, like workouts, like those guys don't Back. miss. Has he, has he brought you around other NBA guys? Yeah, actually, I know I knew him. And then like before that, Kyrie Irving followed me three weeks before I met Harden. But I never really got cool with Kyrie. I just, we exchanged DMs. And um, I guess Harden had seen it. And he was like, your boy coming in town, we're going to play him. And then I was like, who? He's like, Kyrie, he said, pull up. We, we about to beat him. 
this was before they became teammates. And then um, I went and then Kyrie was doing this thing in the first quarter. And I feel like he had to like show up. Like Kyrie, he was cooking. And I feel like, I think he had, what was it, like 54? He finished like 54. And it was just cool. And then after I exchanged words with both of them, Kyrie and Harden, it was pretty cool. Hey Bryce, I, I have a I have a hypothetical question and or maybe it's real. I don't know. Maybe it happened. This is uh they're slightly different positions, but they're both guards. You just talked about them. If you if you had to take a one-on-one game and I said put put everything in the in that bank account down on either Kyrie Irving or James Harden, game to 11, ones and twos, make it take it. All right. Tell me who you got, Kyrie or James Harden? Uh, and no bias either because James is your boy. You just got to whatever uh, you really think. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Kyrie probably because he's just like more of like a like pure like, you know, he makes crazy shots. But yeah. like Harden, like you don't want to play him game in, game out. He's just going to kill Do you think like, he makes crazier shots than Harden though? I think Harden hits crazier shots. You know, what do you think? Hmm. Really? Kyrie, he is more crazy. Like, his layup package. I told Harden that, like, how, even Harden said how he finishes around the rim. Like, he never seen nothing like it. And, like, he has, yeah. like, tough mid-ranges. Like, you know, he kind of has, like, Kobe in him, like Jordan. So, nah, he his game is unique. But Harden, he just, he just baptizes you. Like, there's nothing you could do. Like, pulling from 50, like, step backs. It's, like, harder to guard him, though, because he's more stronger. <laughs> but Kyrie, you just got to pray to miss, like, Cause he'll hit crazy shots. And it's just like dang, but Harden, he'll hit like fifteen in a row straight. Step right. backs, you can't stop it. You and just he knows feel how helpless. to draw the foul, even though he may not say it's a foul, but he still knows how to draw the foul. Right. So it's still a foul, so it's harder to guard him. If you playing like a NBA game, as far as like every possession, cause he's just a force. Right. Like just like like that, but Kyrie. I mean, that's his element, one-on-one. No, he is. I mean, it's a it's a scary place to be. I mean, you've seen him hit how many different shots. I think the, yeah. the most famous one with Cleveland. You uh you taking Brooklyn this year in the championship? You take they taking it home. I don't know if yeah. anybody beats them seven game series. Is Kyrie more skilled than Steph? I always get in this argument all the time. It's not even close. Hold on like now, Bryce, 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 Bryce. Not close. I'm just Bryce. Being- Come on now, let's be honest. Steph has a way better um as far as like IQ and um feel for like different situations and games, but Kyrie has it's not even close. Like dribbling. So you're saying Kyrie is not even close. He's more skilled than Steph Curry. That's what you're telling me right Kyrie now. Kyrie is like this much higher skills than Steph. Like as far as dribbling, dribbling and dribbling. Dribbling, it's not even close. Come on, Bryce, Bryce, Bryce. Step. Okay, it's a different style. I need Stephen A. Because this is blasphemous. You're no, saying that. Come, it, it's not even close, Tom. Are you serious? Tom, Tom, settle the score. Because I'm saying Steph Curry's the most skilled basketball player to ever what? step foot on this earth. Oh, oh. so it goes oh. Lamelo. Most skilled basketball what? player to ever step foot on this well, earth. Lamelo is number one. Come on, okay, you gotta Tom, stop Tom, broken, bro. Come on. <laughs> Tom, Tom, seriously, break the tie. Break the tie. Steph Curry or Kyrie skilled. skilled. Be honest. Like you we talking I think, about I think Kyrie's a little bit more skilled. 
Like naturally skilled, like handle, shoot it, like pat. Shoot like, it. It's very shoot cool. it. Shoot it. I'm Steph saying Curry's he's the greatest everything. shooter ever. I'm he's the greatest he's shooter ever. Everything. All right, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Kyrie is the most, like even Kobe said it, Jordan says it. Kyrie is the most skilled point guard to, to probably ever play. He could score at all three levels, mid-range, layups, and threes. Bryce, I'm a fact check you. I'm a fact check you. Where did they say that? When? Where? Where? <laughs> no, they do like that. Everyone loves. No, no, I'm telling you, they said it. Look it up. Look it up. I'm gonna look it up. We don't have. We're, we're, and we're look it up. Jack. Jack said it. Like literally, everybody on TNT said it. NBA inside. All right. All right. Bryce, this is where me and you are just Curry, going Curry all could way better. Curry could shoot way better, but Kyrie, like he has mid range, like turnaround fades, like. Layup package, handle. He doesn't have the floater like Steph. He doesn't have that kind of touch. The floater is a good point. The floater is a good point. Bryce, he doesn't. He They're doesn't. both amazing. Wow. Tom, we're competitors. Somebody has to win. This is not okay to just be like, yeah. I, I told you, Bryce won. Yeah. All right, Bryce wins. Bryce wins. Bryce wins. Let's get Bryce out of here. He's got to catch an Uber. No, uh, me. Anything you. else for for him, Tom? No, me and you. We gotta. Um, we gotta. Do the little Instagram thing where we ask the question: Who has better skills? I'll put it on overtime tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. okay. So, so you tag me and tag me and Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Bryce needs the tag at all times, is what I'm realizing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me and Jordan. Fine. Me and Jordan. Put me on Kyrie's side. Put him on Curry's side. Please, please. Yeah, just do the cutouts. This would be perfect. Just run the poll on on overtime because yeah. you guys. Now hold on. Let me think of the demographic on overtime. I Steph will win. I think, I think Steph's gonna win on overtime. I think. Oh. Yeah, people are mad at Kyrie, to be honest. So I don't know why though. I I agree, but we can't <laughs> even get into it because we're we all want it. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Anyways, I um no, my last well, I have two last questions for you. One, do you know who Darren Williams is Bryce? The basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's about the box. He's about the box for <laughs> NFL player. I want to know if you think more NBA players should box. No, they just need to stick to basketball. <laughs> it's gonna mess up the culture. The everybody culture gonna, of boxing. Try to box. Like it's cool to have hands, and if anybody tests you, they'll see why. But all that trying to be professional about it, no. If it's for oh, yeah. entertainment, it's cool. But if you're trying to actually do this, no. You should have did it way younger because you're older now. Yeah, all right, Kyrie can... versus Steph in a boxing match, who wins? Kyrie, oh Kyrie literally does, like, jiu-jitsu. Like, he's did, – did you see him balance on the balls? Like, he Yeah, no, he Kyrie, – Kyrie's got him there. That's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> no, that's going to be the polls now. I'm going to ask 10 polls of just them Dude, doing stuff. Steph, who's our favorite rappers? Favorite rapper? Go ahead, Tom. I probably listen to Lil Baby the most right now. Lil Baby. You tell you with him or no? Yeah, I'm cool with him. He came to my birthday party, him, Meek, and Harden. What the f- What? Yeah, so this is what I wanted to get into. I know we have to go, let you go in two minutes. Like, I'm just, I'm not, like, I've met Bryce. I've seen him do a million. Like, you just, how are you tight with all of these guys? Like, Lil Baby, Meek. Where's Meek Mill coming to all this? How'd you meet Lil Baby? I met Lil Baby um, through James, but I don't Man. know. He just brought him to my birthday party, and we was eight, and... Meek Little came baby up. came to your birthday party. Mm-hmm. Meek Mill came too, and way before this, Travis Scott he just liked my picture on Instagram. He was like, "You're the goat," and um, 
we changed DMs and I always went to his concerts. Um, Lil that, Baby bro. went to his birthday party. Tom, Tom, who's the coolest person that ever went to your birthday party? Um, damn. <laughs> Me yeah, and LaMelo have similar birthdays. <laughs> I was born oh. in August. Well, so I have a cool birthday because Magic Johnson, Tim Tebow, and Howie. That's not Harris. what I asked. Tom. the same birthday as me. It's not what I asked. I asked who's the coolest um, person that's ever come to your birthday party. I'm going to have my birthday party. We're going to have a joint birthday party this year, me and Bryce. All right, man. That's good. Mine's going to be at Cabo in Mexico. Is it going to be in Mexico? What? Bryce, you have, can I come, please? <laughs> All right, bet. Yeah, you heard it here first. I'm going. Yeah, my boys, we taking a jet to uh, Miami. Uh, so it's a break. You see, there's a the thing that's something about Bryce. He's super low key, and then all of a sudden, like you hit, you know, now I have a million more questions, and he has to go. I know, man. Bryce just but came out the of the show. I'm not, I'm, of course, I'm not gonna pay for no jet. But wait, so, Bryce, who's your favorite rapper? Um, I like Travis Scott and Lil Baby and Lil Uzi. Of course, Meek Mill though, because he's a OG. But I like. You can't say I, all these people. He's got. He's got to be one. But I'm saying, like Meek Mill, he's an OG. Like I pay my respects to him, and I like. Travis, Uzi, and um, Lil Baby. That's my top. I'm going, I'm going Young Boy, Rod Wave right now. Those are my two favorite. Yeah, so at our two home events so far, we had two chains come to one and Quavo at the second one. Who's the next rapper who's pulling up, Bryce? Who's the next I guy? Mean, I, I, I text Rollo and 42 Doug. They're supposed to come tomorrow, but I'm waiting on them to respond. Yeah, I need, I need Drake to pop out, I think. Yeah, and we hit Lil Baby, but he's somewhere right now. Yeah, those guys are kind of busy. Yeah, we're trying to hit – we hit Travis. Travis FaceTimed me after the first game. I was with my boys, though. And uh, he was just like, good game. I seen the, the game winner or whatever. But he's trying to come. He's dealing with some right now. But hopefully he pops out one. one yeah, one. we'll get some more people at the games for sure soon. So it's been fun. Jordan, we'll bring you down, too, once, you're, uh, once your season's done. You guys win last night, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, we got our first win. Gardner-Webb, we played Cal on uh, Saturday. So – Everybody, make sure y'all tune in. How'd you uh, play? I did not play. That's, oh. uh, I, I was suspended. Uh, so, yeah. Bryce, you got to come back on uh, later in the season and keep us updated. Are you cool with that? Yeah, for sure. All right, bet, bet, bet. All right. Curry and Kyrie, though. No, we're going to do the poll. Don't worry. I'm going to win, but we're going to do the poll. All right? All right. All right. <laughs> my dog. All right, everybody. That was Bryce Griggs, my man. Thank you so much for uh, hopping on, bro. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Be smooth, bro. Thank you. We're doing this thing now on this podcast where we bring on someone real quick for the last two minutes. Last what? Time. Last of you was yes. Now I'm stressed because I didn't watch. I'm now, oh, God. No, no. We want to know how the marathon was. Sasha just ran 26.2 miles in New York City. I did. She's a, she's a beast. Tell me, tell us about it. Come on, tell us about it. I can't tell if this is for real, for real. Or if you guys oh, no, are real. We're rolling right now. This is real, Sash. The marathon was great. It was the hardest commitment I've ever. Tom's Tom heard, Tom's heard me talk about it for the past five months. Every I like literally lost my life for three months. What made you do this? Like what? Like have you always been a runner? No, my both my parents are in the marathon, and then I was did it through a charity because my uncle passed away from pancreatic cancer. So I raised money for um, pancreatic ca- cancer awareness. And I did it with my brother. Um, and it was literally the hardest thing I've ever done. Cause I would one time Tom texted me on like a Saturday 
and he was like hey Fendi Sasha's not gonna respond right now because she's definitely running like 20 miles but can you answer this question for me and he was right like I had to go to bed on Friday night at like her Saturday mornings were her like practice day so she would run like 20 miles on Saturdays it was miserable it was horrible so no do you do you honestly like coming out of it do you do you really hate it that much or is could this be like I'm a runner now I like think I'm really gonna miss it but I don't think I can I don't think I would do 26 miles again because it like really destroys your body really she texted me about her toenail anyways yeah I lost like my toenail it's like it's horrible my knee is shot but it was so cool Jordan like the actual experience of it like the cannon goes off and they're playing Frank Sinatra and like New York, New York is on. And I'm like crying because I'm emotional because I finally made it. And then it's like depressing when you get to the 15th mile, the br- you're going over Queensboro bridge and it's like uphill and you're oh, like, really? this sucks. Like I'm on the 15th mile and it's silent. Cause you come from like a massive party in Brooklyn. Yeah. But then you start like going down the bridge and you start feeling it shake because you hear like the vibrations and the screams from New York city. And it's like, you get off the bridge and it's like electric and everyone's screaming and yelling. And then I saw Tom and Sam. Yeah, I was tracking her throughout. So like we met her at like mile 16, then like mile 22. Like I'm, it makes like me- running. They basically ran a marathon to find me. No, I walked 10 miles that day because Sam is really bad at GPS, even though he grew up in the city. Jordan, could you ever run 26 miles, you think? I feel like you could, you would do it. Yeah, so here's my thing is like, I have uh, after basketball, whenever that is like, I really, I love Cam Haynes. I don't know if you know who that is. I love David Goggins. They're yes. all, they're all David like Goggins. David Goggins, Cam Haynes are these subsets of Joe Rogan, which is where I found them. Like, and now I'm obsessed with them and they're just like badass. It's like, they just, they just do that's really hard just to do it. Like but David Goggins is like falling apart. Oh yeah. No, his body's completely shot, but he doesn't care. And he's just like, he screams random things like, who's going to carry the boats? Like he's a former Navy SEAL and he's like, they don't know me, son. And he's cranking out like a bit, like I love that. So yes, I think to answer your question, I think I will eventually. Yeah. The whole like pain is just weakness, leaving the body pep talk. My brother was giving me while I was like, felt like somebody was stabbing my knee. He was like, I was so like, it didn't, oh. it didn't work. No, it did. Cause I didn't walk once. And I was like, you're right. I like pushed through the pain and, and was it, it honestly went away after a while. How good did you feel after that 26.2? How good? Like, I definitely cried. I cried like four times throughout the whole thing. (laughs) I was so happy. It's going to be like a top five moment for me. It's going to be like getting married, having kids and running the marathon. No, see, like, see, in all seriousness. I really really do. Like, I don't know what else goes up there. It's like a big achievement for me. And like that feeling, like people always talk about that, like, I mean, if you force yourself to do hard shit, that's a pretty cool thing internally. And like, there's a lot of other stuff going on, but still, like I, I figured I wanted to ask how you felt right after I'm, I was assuming it was like one of the best moments ever. It was unbelievable. And then we got a beer. Was and Tom drinking beer the whole time? Tom was drinking beer the whole time. Not the whole no, time. No, Tom, Tom was great. Tom <laughs> gave me like a great big hug at mile, like 23, gave yeah. me a burst of energy and I was about to cry because I did not feel good at that point. I was like, I need to be done. Wait, at 23, you were like, I think I'm done? No, I, I know. I was in a, I, at 21, I got to that point. I was like, okay, I can do this. I've ran five miles before a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of times. But I was tired. Like, I was tired. 
so mile 15 was like ah shit I don't know about this mile 15 was brutal because it was just like isolation on a bridge for two miles you and your thoughts yeah pretty much and my airpods died oh I was gonna say you listen to music so just for like half I didn't really listen to music much during it but I only really had them for the bridges but because you saw it Tom like it's so hard you couldn't you can't hear anything with the the streets are so loud and there's bands like every other corner in Brooklyn playing yeah I have this whole plan if I ever do it that like the first half I'm just gonna like take phone calls from my friends like catching up like hey how's life what's up (laughs) It's like so just not even tell them I'm running a marathon, but it sounds like it's impossible. And then I it's figured so I, loud. I figured the second half I would do music, but I tried to get Tom to run some of it with me, but he thought I was lying. Yeah, I did. I was hey, like, listen, I, I think I think me lives here. Say hi, Liv. Liv say hi to Sasha and Tom. Hey guys. Hey. Uh, hi. I think I think all four of us should run a marathon. No. Nope, lives out. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna so say, are you are you are you going back for round two of the marathon or no? I think give me like a five years. <laughs> five years. You have five years to prepare. Five years of training. Yeah. Liv would probably make it further than me right now. <laughs> I Tom, I'm gonna have to agree with I you. I fully that. believe that anyone can do it. It's just the commitment is crazy. But Jordan, you're used to crazy commitments with basketball, so like you could do it. I, I there, there's a weird part of me that really wants to do it in the music thing I asked because Goggins this is he literally he literally doesn't he he broke the pull-up record the Guinness world record pull-ups and his hands were ripped open and he just he kept doing music. it and he he did play music he doesn't play music during his workouts because he says it's cheating he says he wants to think about the pain as much as he can without thinking about anything else so he doesn't no music is allowed when he works out or when he runs. He does yeah, like my brother everything. doesn't wear headphones either. He would do those like 18 mile runs without headphones. I was like, you're nuts. I nah. couldn't imagine just being alone with my thoughts like that. I had I had time. nothing to think about anymore. It it why like, Tom run off the bridge? I feel like I was thinking too much. <laughs> it is kind of crazy that they're like, let's go run on a bridge for 26 miles. And every you go over five bridges. Dude, that yeah. is that is so sick. Congrats, Sash. That's awesome. That's Thank so you guys. I appreciate it. I Tom, appreciate it. you need to schedule one. I want to, I want, <laughs> I want you running a marathon, Tom. I would do it. I just like, I need to, I, no, I think- don't, don't make excuses right now. No, I, I want to do it. Like eventually I want to do it. Only like yeah. point, only like 1% of the U S population runs a marathon. It's In their life? Yeah. I want to do Fendi challenged me. He, he works with us, Josh Fendrick. Uh, he challenged me to try to run one without training, like just mentally get through it. So that, that I think you could mentally do it. It's the like, do you think your body could handle it? Nah, see, like when I run like five, I'll, I'll do five miles like once in every few weeks just to make sure I still got it. And my back like just really hurts. That's a, it's a read, long time to run. Uh, one of the professors here at UNLV wrote a book called The Comfort Crisis, and that's called a, he calls it a massage. It's a weird word. But anyways, it's once a year he does one and he picks something like a marathon or he picked the rim of the Grand Canyon and without training. So it's something you're supposed to do that you're most likely going to fail at and you just go do it. Damn. Bro. And you, you fail? Attention in class. Look at you, scholar athlete. Well, no, he, he fails. So, yeah, I'm a scholar a little bit, Tom. I told you I'm obsessed with all this. He's kind of like in that Cam Haynes thing. He was with Kyle Korver 
And I guess him and Kyle Corver did a I heard that Kyle Corver thing the other day. Did you? Yeah, he no, I can't remember AJ he, did, he did a a massage yeah, with this guy. Yeah. yeah, 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 on a paddleboard, like across a, a absurd amount of distance, like crazy, crazy, like really hard. Yeah, it's like no six time. hours of paddling, and they could only use one side because if you do the other side, you're like going to go into the boats. It's not terrible. That sounds horrible. And it's stand up paddleboarding too. It's not like you're not like yeah. So you're like yeah. I feel like halfway through that, I'd be like, why would I do this? Are you on the ocean? He was like, there are sharks beneath me. That's sick. See, I like this. No. Yeah, I don't mess with sharks or alligators, but anything else, I'm down. Snakes? I prefer no like snakes, lizards, alligators mostly, but like lions and tigers, sure. You're an idiot. All right, let's wrap this one up. Everybody let's wrap it up. But um, I just want to say I played basketball with Tristan Jazz last night for the first time. He is so good. Really? He's but, like yeah. next Jordan. Tristan Jazz is like overtime elite um, hype man. Yeah, I want to. I want to bring him back. I think he was on once before. I want to bring him back. No, he, he has not been on. He's no, we haven't had him. He'll come on. He he's. I spent like three hours on last night. He's the nicest person I've ever met, and he is really good at basketball. He might. He maybe he'll break some news on on the, our podcast. Cool. I love it. That'd be sweet. All right. Well, you guys just heard it. Tristan Jazz possibly coming on the pod. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening this week. We love you guys. Go run a marathon. Be safe.